I'm joined by one lonely Andre. Lonely or alone? I prefer the term alone, which is how Lord describes melodrama. It's not a lonely <laughs> breakup album, it's her alone album. God, okay, not on Valentine's Day, Orange. Get it together, bitch. Come on. <laughs> I'm taking you to Europe today. Now that Jen's gone, I'm finally taking my gap here, and we're going to go for a full tour. We're going to start with Oscar nominations, and then... A bit of tea about what we found out when we went and interviewed Ben Kenny at <gasps> Film Club. We went and checked him out and said, hey, do you want to do like a little interview to mark the ending of Film Club? He was like, sure thing. Before we know it, we're going through the rental history, typing in Jane Campion <laughs> into the system and reading what all her borrowed films were. And then I'm reviewing two works and then we're giving away tickets to Europa, 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 the European-themed film festival. Let me repeat that. It's a double pass giveaway to an FBI supporter to go to <gasps> Europa, Europa, Europa. I'll explain the whole thing in Spotlight. But are you ready to travel? I'm ready. Let's do it. Shall we jump into this chat? Oh. Oh, how? I, for some reason, I just assumed that Oscars would come first. But okay, like, no, let's we'll maybe, maybe, maybe they care about Oscars. Do you want to do ch- Let's do Oscars. Okay, so funnily enough, uh, the day after we did our last episode, they dropped the noms <gasps> for the Oscars. And... Uh, I'm almost like, wow, did they nominate a film that came out two years ago? Because Bond was supposed to come out pre-pandemic, and now it's getting Billie Eilish nominated, so that's the first one I want to bring up. Oh, my. I want to point the finger at The Lost Daughter, which so far is one of my preferred films. I'm not going to say favourite because I don't want to align myself with it too much. (laughs) Uh, But um, we also have a lot of misses and a lot of miss-outs. I don't want to call them snubs because I feel like it implies that they didn't deserve the Oscar. It was mm. more just that the Oscar, the Academy missed these films, uh, including Bad Trip, Eric Andre's prank movie, which is fresh in my mind after seeing Jackass <laughs> Forever, and also Petite Maman, which is Celine Sciamma's French film that she made during the pandemic. She's most famous for Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which you might have heard of. It came out a couple of years ago. It was a famous lesbian drama that she directed that got nominated for International Feature. And it was also the most watched French film in the world of that year. Um, and we also have to mention a fellow Movies, Movies, Movies interviewee <gasps> alumni, Ari Wegner, nommed for her cinematography on Power of the Dog, and not Zola, which <gasps> is a true snub, to be honest. But yeah. those are the kind of, those are the nominations that are swirling in my mind. Do you have any questions? Now's the time to ask. Um, only the obvious about all the listicles doing the rounds of who are the real snubs, your Lady Gaga's. Oh, true, true, true. I think I read one that was like, Gaga's out and... K-Stew is in. Mm, fair enough. There's What's only, your take, on? There's only room for one queer woman. And this year, it's K-Stew, I think. <laughs> but I'm also a Gaga defender. I thought House of Gucci, I thought her portrayal of the character who I knew nothing about yeah. walking into that film that I had to learn about through Gaga was truly iconic and special and laboured as well. I mean, we've all seen the memes about her preparation for the film. I yeah. believe she was in character for months at a time and also prepping years in advance. 
doing animal work, uh, uh, working with a vocal coach, even though apparently her accent wasn't as authentic as people liked. But I truly thought that her presence was really phenomenal and made me realize that Gaga actually has a bit of a canon in her own right of playing up-and-coming independent women mm. who are kind of bamboozled by male counterparts who they fall in love with and then have to fight their way out of a bad romance to make their jobs be heard. Totally. You know what I love about this is that we didn't play the movie news sting, which might imply that we don't think Oscars are movie news. So why don't you play the sting and then we'll talk to you, the listener, about what Jane Campion borrows from Film Club. How do we feel about that, Maya? I'm into it. Hit it. Movie news. That's gossip. Jenna and I had the absolute pleasure of living through the era of Film Club, Darlinghurst's last, TPC, haven't confirmed that, DVD rental store, available to everyone in Sydney and to film nerds, to unknown newbies, up-and-coming cinephiles, just a bunch of squares who are going up to the front desk asking for <laughs> Citizen Kane, please, which I love, which I saw in person, and I witnessed that. We went to go visit Ben, the owner of the store, uh, to go to do an interview, which will drop uh, either today or around the date that Film Club is closing, March 13th. Oh, here comes a mock burp. One moment. Oh. Off air. And we were like, Ben, okay, so we've spoken about what your favourite films are. You've done a bit of a criterion closet. I want to ask, though, who's the most famous person that's come into the store? Oh. Jen actually asked the question, so I can't take claim for that, but... He revealed that Jane Campion was a frequent customer, which makes total sense. We just had to know, what was her borrowing history like? Anyway, we had a bit of a giggle, um, and we recorded the whole thing, so we're going to play a snippet of our full interview with just the part about Jane Campion's <laughs> rental history, <laughs> which was super fun to find out about. Um, I don't know how to like spruce it anymore, so maybe we should just play it. All I've got to say is that this definitely marks the occasion of her Best Director nomination, her second Best Director nomination, and maybe we'll be able to find some clues as to how she got there via her DVD renting at Film Club. Here we go. What did she rent? What did JC rent? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, it's been a couple of years. She rented, I remember recommending her uh, Johnny Guitar, and, uh, mm. and she seemed to really like that. Um, so, you know, I won't take full credit for Power of the Dog, you know, her making like a revisionist Western after seeing that. But, uh, but hey, oh, Johnny Johnny Guitar? Guitar? what was the most lowbrow thing that Jane Campion borrowed, if oh, you remember? Um, Oh my god, did you remember? No, no, I don't. Um, partly I don't, you know, I honestly do not judge or even remember what people rent. I'd, I'd have to look it up and I still feel like We're it's, computer, a, it's, we? it's <gasps> such a weird... Oh my god, can you look it up for us? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I feel like this is wrong in some way. So Miss Campion, that, let's see, something lowbrow. It's mostly pretty highbrow. Well, wow. Kelly, Kelly Reichardt's. Yeah, that's cute. Um, well, all of them. I love are... Persona, The Witch, you know? That's when we were kings. Joy, she loves Joy. Jackie Brown, Point Break. I mean, that's Queen of Earth. Martha Mercy Maybelline. That's cute. Um, Queen of Earth, loves Elizabeth Moss, obviously. Oh, that was her phase of getting ready for Top of the Lake. I bet. She what's was her like, first? What's her first ever DVD rental? Uh, that would Wait, have been Dazed and Confused. Uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah, yeah. That was her first movie Whoa. that she wrote. There you go. 
staircase. Amazing Grace. That's all we need to know. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love that in the week that she got nominated. Oh my god. Okay. Between <laughs> Dazed and Confused and Jackie Brown. Amazing. Was it Jackie Brown in there? Yeah. Oh my god. Love it, yeah. Um, and then the rest of the interview is Ben talking about how he may have inspired her in certain ways based on what he like got her to borrow. <laughs> and I'm like, claim it. Claim that space. Uh, you are the success story behind Jane Campion. Behind every great director nominee, there is a video store owner. It's true. <laughs> giving out DVDs. It's true. If you've just joined us, we're in the thick of movies, movies, movies here on FBI Radio 94.5 FM. And I want to give a quick shout out to Maddie Mack from Marrickville. Cute. Who says, Zuby Zoo. Uh, Jillian Hills, my Valentine kisses go to Jen and Andre. You rock. Don't ever change. Oh, Maddie Mac, a shout out to you. Um, we're gonna. I'm reviewing a film that you'll love, Benedetta, Paul Verhoeven. One Ooh. day I'm gonna direct you in something as good as Benedetta. Just oh. wait, Maddie Mac. Hell yeah. Now, if you've got a Valentine's Day song request or a special message for a little someone in your life. Uh, drop me a line on 0409-945-945. This one's going out to Evie from Stevie. It's No Intent by Broken Flowers. We'll be right back with Movies, Movies, Movies right after this one. And there needs to be a big language warning here. Take two. All right, we're back on Movies, Movies, Movies mm. in the thick of take two. Mm. We're also in Europe. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. I'm really pushing this Eurozone joke, but it's just uh, <laughs> I'm gearing up to the Europe, Europe, Europe Film Festival giveaway, which we're doing in Spotlight. So I'm reminding you guys where Valentine's Day was born. Mm-hmm. Probably in Italy or France, one of the two. Anyway, speaking of France and Italy, I'm reviewing Benedetta by Paul Verhoeven. Play the trailer in French so that no one can understand it. Jésus qui m'a fait ça. Les stigmates. Jésus-Christ a choisi notre bienheureuse sœur. Santa Benedetta. Benedetta. Vous me trouvez trop prompt à croire à ce miracle Je pense que vous n'y croyez pas du tout. Tu dois faire des aveux complets. Ah, Renonce à ta vanité. Ah à vous On ne comprend pas toujours les instruments de Dieu. Peut-être a-t-il mis Benedetta en transe, ou bien Dieu nous a envoyé une folle qui débite des sottises pour servir ses desseins. That last line translates to Charlotte Rampling, who's the mom in Dune, who wears like the black cloak. She just goes, sometimes I don't understand the instruments that God gives us. Oh, no one cares. Paul Verhoeven, <laughs> director of my preteen favourite film, Hollow Man, doesn't return to the screen, even though people could call it that, because he never left by directing, again, absolute queer icons with, uh, like, a very singular, distinguished grace. Um, his his flair and his style is um, definitely not, like, renegade DIY art house, but he's always looking at strong female characters, whatever that means, uh, queer, queer folk, um, people across the beautiful spectrum, but with a kind of strict formalism, so he's kind of serious and business class. He's not like your John Waters in the garage making a movie on Super 8. No. Uh, and also, just to remind everyone, Paul Verhoeven directed Basic Instinct, starring Sharon and Elle, starring Isabel. But Benedetta, which I keep calling Bernadetta, <laughs> is basically set inside a born-this-way ball chateau, mid-17th century Italy, which is basically like 4th century France. 
And inside lives Benedetta Carlini, who is many things. She's a lesbian nun, a real person, a false prophet, a real prophet, an industry disruptor, a frowned upon telepathic with indie sleaze. She basically just like wreaks havoc, claiming that Jesus is not only fucking her, but speaking through her, which is very uh, yay, formerly known as Kanye West. Uh, and she lives eight, if she'd lived like eight centuries like later, she'd be an X-Men. But in this movie, she's um, a villain that everyone's trying to like oust from the small town. She's kind of giving Jennifer Lawrence Enjoy, the David O. Russell film, um, and that speaks to Virginie Efira's performance, which is completely Jennifer perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of perfect, this film is it, because Paul never claims that he's art house, despite depicting freaks and geeks. He's basically just like an unusual narrative filmmaker. Uh, speaking visual language of French. Uh, So Benedetta lives in this convent. It's somehow in Italy, but everyone's speaking French. And between her possession by Jesus Christ himself and being shamed by the boy media as a Joan of Arc knockoff, she's basically just in a Shrekian drama, being locked in a castle, guarded by Dragon, except Dragon, in this case, is Charlotte Rampling, who's playing, like, the head nun. And there are actually actually so many more fart jokes in Benedetta than there are in Shrek. (laughs) So that should give you an idea of how loosey-goosey this movie is. Um, and that comes with a high recommendation from me. Also, because Charlotte Rampling, who runs the convent uh, in Benedetta, didn't have a dialect coach, which means her French accent is naturally perfect. Honestly, this could be my favourite film of the year so far, and we're only two months in. Wow. But for a lesbian drama that is actually a bit self-serious based on a real person, this is my Valentine's Day pick. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Serious business, serious business. Have you seen any Paul Verhoeven movies? Have you seen Basic Instinct, one or two? I Look, feel like I think I might have. Oh my God, Showgirls! Once upon a time in a movie class at uni, but I that is so far back in my memory. Mm. I do remember watching The Thin Blue Line. Oh, is that Paul Verhoeven? No. No, it's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> But I was about to say, like, oh, don't ask the question on air. <laughs> no, look, I do stand a French movie. Hell yeah. Well, this is a French movie set in Italy, which is kind of like the best of both a big, worlds. A, a big faux pas? A, a big faux pas. <laughs> to have a French film not set in France? Oh my God, my mum always jokes about how champagne that's not made in Champagne doesn't count as champagne, especially if it's from Italy. Oh. And that goes out to all the single girls out there. <laughs> On that, we're going to jump into another track. This one, a very special request. Oh, it's mine. Is it actually mine? Yes. This is a song that reminds me of uh, Who I Truly Love, which are my film school buddies. But it's also a manifesto for Valentine's Day that just says, shut the F up and uh, apologize. But also at the same time, stick with your girls and blast us in the car. And if you're studying film and listening to this, I'm seeing in your cards a beautiful queer, queer career ahead of you. Quick career. <laughs> On that note, it is a very special cover of Kylie Minogue's Can't Get You Out of oh, My Head. I thought we were doing Sorry First. Whoops. Oh. Uh, different intro to this one. Canberra Boys, Peking Duck, uh, my favourite French actress, Kylie <laughs> Minogue, doing the most iconic Leica version that no one ever talks about. You didn't even know about it. It's true. This is my Valentine's Day pick for people who are in love. It's Can't Get You Out of My Head as covered by Canberra Boys. Peking Duck on FBI. A very special Peking Duck cover of Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue from Andre to you, listening here on Movies, Movies, Movies. I got flack for that cover. (laughs) We're in the midst of Take 
two, and we're going to run through another special review. Andre, give us a very quick little preview. Quick preview. Bridget Everett, you might have seen her in, in Inside Amy Schumer or as the drunk job searcher in Sex and City, the movie, when Carrie's looking for an assistant. Oh. She has a show now, oh. and we're going to review it today. Play the trailer. Hey! It's a little bit early to be doing that, isn't it? It's 12.30. Fuck, really? Nice underpants. I lost my sister six months ago. You know, I keep trying to go through her stuff, and I get kind of stuck. I'm so sorry about Holly. She was a few years ahead of us, right? No, I, I knew I recognized you. No, you didn't. I didn't. <laughs> God, I can't believe I like know you, know you now. You're a big fucking deal. Thank you! Oof. Cute. Bit of Janie Jimplin at the end. Bit of Jane Jimplin? <laughs> it's a 30 Rock joke. It's Janice Joplin, but... Jenna plays her in a, bio, in a biopic in 30 Rock, but they have to call her Janie Jimplin. Why am I explaining this to you right now? <laughs> <laughs> We're reviewing Somebody Somewhere because Bridget Everett finally got her HBO show, which is uh, an actual journey for her because she made a pilot with Michael Patrick King from Sex and the City fame, oh. and it was shelved despite a lot of comedians backing it and watching it. Uh, so it's available online. I've forgotten what it's called but uh, just type in Bridget Everett Shelved Pilot. But basically, if you don't know who she is, she's a waitress turned cabaret songstress turned mama bear comedian and had a big break in Sex and City, the movie, like I was saying before, in that montage job interview scene. She plays a job seeker trying to get Carrie to hire her as her assistant and she keeps hiccuping because she's drunk on the job. That's right. Um, and then since then, she's kind of bounced around bit roles, including the Shelved Pilot and also Fun Mom Dinner, which is like a... Mum's having fun in a naughty way, comedy with Tony Collier a couple of years ago. Cute. But now there's this, a kind of gorgeous small town comedy that involves the Duplass brothers in a way that begs me to ask, do I want to be Mark Duplass or just be inside Mark Duplass? And on an unrelated note, this show is totally grounded in a peaceful reality that is such a far cry from New York and LA, which is what you'd expect from HBO. Mm. It's almost like when the HBO logo comes on, you're waiting for Veep, you're waiting for Girls, you're waiting for, I don't know, even like, like a... Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, or just whatever, like, your connection is with the... And this suddenly takes you to, like, Kansas or, like, a small town. It almost throws you into what we are imagining is, like, the basement in Gummo or, like, um, the, the small town in Steven Soderbergh's bubble. It's very HBO money in a small town trying to explore characters that are definitely not on the Hollywood A-list. But I think Bridget will get there very, very soon. And this is an example of why. So I highly recommend this as something of a warm hug. Mm. It's on binge. And then afterwards, you can actually go into a YouTube downward spiral where you watch her cabaret performance at the Joe's Pub, which she does with full gusto, often with her top off. Damn. Yeah. All I right. saw her in Sydney. She came here a couple of years ago and I went by myself to go see Bridget Everett. It was before she was like super big. But she played at the, what's that small venue in Moore Park that's not Horn Pavilion? I think it was the Hi-Fi? Yeah. Max Watts. Max Watts, yeah, she played there. Might have been the first comedy show I ever saw by myself. Wow, this Valentine's Day is giving single ladies, and that's fine with me. <laughs> it's really me seeing comedy by myself, and maybe that's what I need to do more. Well, on that, shall we dive into our another 
Yeah, so this was the song that I was <laughs> introing before. This goes out to film students driving across the Harbour Bridge and also to people who just need to, like, uh, be honest with their partners and apologise. That's a bit enough for that, JB. No, I want to finish. <laughs> We're on movies, movies, movies. This and... is about Selena Oh. oh my god, another dumped cancer. Poor Look, soul. who knows? All I know is that it's time for Spotlight. Spotlight. Take it away, Jenny. Just kidding. <laughs> we have a very special guest on the line. You can't get me when I can't hear the sting on the other side of the <laughs> I'm so far away. Jenny, what can you see outside right now? You're in Adelaide? I'm seeing the backyard of my mum's house and she has just been trying to figure out how to set up an outdoor cinema in the in the filled in pool lawn area. Oh no. Mm. Did she yeah. did she love the Kylie cover? She was confused. She was like, is this Kylie? Because I know that this is a Kylie song and I had to explain what a like a version was. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. But she, I, I asked her if she was going to do Wordle this morning. She said, I don't want to do what the rest of the world's doing. So she's marching to the beat of her own drum. Fair and enough. Love that. Love so that. I don't have that I'm here because my granny died. Oh, we send our condolences to you, Jenny. Mm. And I just wanted to say in the words of Charlotte, death is a part of life and it's the saddest part of life, but it's also a really important part because it gives us a chance to remember how much our loved ones mean to us. So while it's sad, it can still be beautiful. Yeah. You said that to me when I was trying to console you after we found out about your granny. You were like, no, death is cool. Death is chill. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Death is chill. No one ever really dies. Bless. Jenny, I'm looking at the lineup yeah. for Europa, Europa, Europa Film Festival. I'm so sorry to cut you off when you're talking about your dead grandmother. But it looks really good, and we've got a double pass to it. I almost want to keep it for ourselves, but it's got the souvenir, Joanna Hogg, part one and part two. Do you want to explain... Which you famously refused to watch with me. Yes, I refused to watch it, but maybe <laughs> you can convince me on air right now. Can you give me a short spiel about the souvenir one? I don't know about the second one, but there's a part two. Can you give us dates? So, as my Valentine's gift, I'm asking for you to take me to, val to the souvenir part two. <laughs> Joanna Hogg kind of made a film that we would make where she asked a bunch of people to come on board without a script and then had a vague premise and just shot whatever she wanted for two years with um, Tilda Swinton, your cousin, and her daughter. Oh, so it's kind affair. of a family affair and you kind of have to come and see it. And part two is... Actually, I don't want to ruin part one, but, you know, it's a slow descent out of a relationship, so it's a perfect Valentine's movie oh if you want to feel doom and gloom. I hate you, Anything Jenny. else on Europa? Europa is our favourite European filmmaker in it, MIA. She's not in it, unfortunately. And I honestly thought that Benedetta would be here because it was a European film. But what I'm seeing is Cow by Andrew Arnold, which we still haven't seen the documentary about a cow that went to Cannes this year. Oh. Andrew Arnold famously, most recently, did season two of Big Little Lies. Oh. Um, Why do I feel like the most European film in the world right now is The Power of the Dog, a New Zealand film about America? Well, <laughs> truly, truly, I know, shot in New Zealand. Um, shot in New Zealand. And then we've also got uh, Gomorrah, but a new edition of it. I believe it might be an updated version of Gomorrah, the Mario Garone film, which was originally released in 2008. But uh, then wasn't there a TV show as well? Was there a show as well? A Gomorrah TV show? There's I'd, so much Gomorrah. I know. I feel like, yeah, I've definitely seen... Where's the Sodom is what I'm asking. There's also France, which is just a film called France, and the front cover is Léa Seydoux being a news anchor in front of the Eiffel Tower. Oh. 
which if you this are... is by that guy this is by bruno isn't it bruno dumont yeah we, we're gonna buy at film club but we didn't yeah so if you're nice to me i won't take you to go see france and i will take you to go see the souvenir part one part two or maybe all three maybe we need that but you know that i'm gonna simp for you i'm gonna go see france because <sighs> that's how wanna... this works oh my god can i read you guys a blurb for france it sounds so up my alley france demur is a star journalist running between a television set a distant war and the hustle and bustle of her busy family life oof Talk about Andre's biography right here. Oh. Well, if anyone wants to go check out these films, there are also loads of other iterations of European cinema. Uh, Is Leah on Ye's list because she's in a movie that has a Billie Eilish song at the start? Say that again. Le- Is Leah Seydoux on Ye, formerly known as Kanye West's li- list? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> yeah, his bar list, his block list, his blacklist. <laughs> oh my God, I love his blacklist so much. Also, thank you, Kanye, for letting me indulge in my julia fox adoration i know i'm basic what can i say but you don't have to be basic and go see any of the films that i recommended but there are so many more showing at europa europa uh we got a double pass to give away to fbi listeners and supporters the festival runs until the 27th scattered throughout sydney it's also playing in other cities so if you're not based in sydney and you want to go for a road trip but please just text in 0409-945-945. You guys, not to interrupt and talk about road trips, but the last drive-in cinema in Adelaide is closing this week. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And they've chosen Ghostbusters as the last film to play. Ew, and I bet it's the original as well. This is why well. I don't live here anymore. Oh, I no. Listening, you know what I mean? Wait, stop right there, Jen. That's a title. This is why I don't live here anymore. Okay, it's a short film. Write it down, write it down, write it down. <laughs> All right, now, before we jet, uh, Jen, you've got a very special Valentine's Day request. Oh, this is this is special. This is just a classic vanilla choice for today, and I hope everyone learns the words for it. And someone... If you're a promoter, brings her out because it's overdue. We've got Macy Rodman, <laughs> Dirtbag, to wrap up. Movies, movies, movies today. Uh, Jen, Andre, thank you so much for uh, popping through. My pleasure. And it was very nearly sketch artist by Kim Gordon. But so, cute, so cute, so cute, so cute, so cute, so cute. <laughs> I was going to play... Um, I really want to go outside because oh, yeah. the best friendship is... That would have is... been cuter than that horrible Kylie Minogue cover. <laughs> okay, we're taking this off air and we can talk about this later over a game of Wordle. All right, that's okay, it. bye. That's it for <laughs> Movies, Movies, Movies. You are on FBI Radio. This is Mornings and it's Macy Rodman with Dirtbag. Now play Cameo Lover instead. Like, no? Okay, fine. I can't. <laughs> you can't? Okay, you've already lined it up. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.